Welcome to the She's Fabulous Show. I'm Marianne Lim Favier. For the past 30 years, I honed my expertise to be one of the leaders in the financial services industry. Outside of work, I'm a volunteer life coach active in global communities for women. Successful as I may appear now, life has not been easy. In this podcast, I will share with you how I am able to turn hardships along my life journey into stepping stones to achieve my dreams. To me, a fabulous woman is she who courageously overcomes life challenges with grace, inspires others, and remains unstoppable. Whatever situation you are in now, choose to be fabulous. Welcome to the show. Hello, and welcome to She's Fabulous Show. If you have followed my episodes, previously I have shared my most important lessons from my mother. In this episode, I will share the ones I got from my father. In episode one, I have described my father briefly. He was a Chinese businessman who was in the hardware stores business, who was married and myself being a part of his second family. My stories about him will revolve mostly around this. Our family house was an old high school building before it was acquired by my father for his hardware business. The first floor was converted to one-third being the hardware store, one-third being the storage area for wood, plywoods, and all the stocks, and one-third being the kitchen and the dining area. If you go up the second floor, it will lead you to half of the floor converted to be the living area and all our bedrooms, and other half were also stock rooms. This allows a setup where during weekdays, we would see our father the whole day when the store is open, and then he leaves when the store closes at around 6 p.m. in the evening to be with his family. On Sundays, I remember my mother will be very busy to prepare food for lunch. It will be like a feast as my father and his family will come over to spend Sunday lunch with us. I remember that when I was in grade school, I will be excited to come home from school. After doing all my lessons, my father will allow me to help in the hardware store. He will allow me to help with the tallying of the receipts using a calculator and help account the sales. He will also allow me to stay and observe and help sell items in the store. My favorite spot is the section for screws, nuts, and nails. At a very young age, I became knowledgeable of which nail is for wood or concrete. I enjoyed so much when someone walks in with a screw looking for a perfect nut not to match it. Like a puzzle, I will feel so happy when I can find the perfect match to that screw. And another favorite spot is near the area where all the cans of paints were located. I enjoyed watching when paints are being mixed and new colors come up. Weird, but I liked the scent of paint and thinner. I also enjoyed tagging along with our father on trips when he would go visit one of his hardware branches outside of the city. I liked the long road trips and how along the way we would stop to eat at nice restaurants. My father's birthday was on the 6th of March and mine is on the 7th. So I would remember that all my birthdays were spent as double celebration with him. 
I think I was the luckiest among the five children because I always would have a cake and ice cream, all the nice stuff, because I am celebrating with him. Being the youngest among his 10 children, I can say I was pretty spoiled as a child. He also would bring me home to spend school vacation in their family house. Those are days I remember with fondness because my half-sister, who was years older than us, would bring us along to the malls, do movie marathons, being in the cinema, watching two to three movies in a day. I have enjoyed lovely meals and shopping, that it was something I anticipated every year when summer vacation would come. This is the reason why I think among us, I am the one who grew up with the closest relationship to my half-brothers and half-sisters and his wife. A common weekday everyday sight to us was him spending a meal with us where he would sit at his favorite space in the long big table with his everyday drink, gin mixed with Coca-Cola. He would spend long hours in the dining table and it was during this time when he would tell stories about the business or ask us about how our day was. I believe this drinking habit was the reason why eventually he fell sick. He was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and died at age 49. He was in the hospital for quite a while, but I never really knew why, except that he was sick. I remember that on the day of his death, as usual, I came home from school. We were asked to change into something red because it was his birthday in the Chinese calendar, something like that. And we were told we need to go to the hospital. Red was his favorite color during birthdays. When we arrived there, we were told that he was quite alert and in high spirits in the morning. But we saw lots of nurses and doctors coming in and out of his room. I remember peeping into the room and seeing him look to me in the eyes while the nurses were around him. I'm not really sure if he did saw me or that was my imagination, but that was the last time I saw him alive. At age 12, it was quite significant to me losing him. My birthday since then was spent celebrating just my own birthday, and I think those were the times I would think of him the most. Looking back, though the time with him was limited, I know what his influence was into my life. Until today, when I tell stories of how we grew up with very good relationship with his legal family, his wife and my siblings there, I admire how he was able to do that. How did he manage to make my mother and his wife agree on such an arrangement where we travel together on family trips, spend Sundays together? I would never know. But in my young mind, it impressed upon me this lesson that when we committed mistakes or made a mess, it is up to us how to make it right. The fact that I grew up loving his family and my siblings there, of spending my vacation months in their house where I had wonderful memories of my childhood, I knew he did a great job there. I also remember that on afternoons when I would volunteer to tally receipts and do small accounting tasks, he would tell me the importance of learning how to earn money no matter how small it is, and the value of labor. 
he would give me 10 cents for each booklet that I would finish. And that made me very proud. My entrepreneur mindset, I know I took it from him. They say a daughter is closest to the father than the mother. I guess that was true when he was still alive. And this episode is to remind myself of that. Part of me was because of what I learned from him. Why would I dedicate two episodes for the lessons from my parents? It is emphasizing that whoever we are now, a big portion was influenced by what we see from our parents or whoever was the parent figure in our life. It is also to remind us that as parents or as a parent figure to someone else, we are influencing a young soul by how we encourage, correct, teach, or just by simply being present. Let's make that role count. I would love to hear your feedback about my sharing. Please check out my show notes and connect with me through my Facebook blog and other social media accounts. I'm looking forward to having you again in my next episode. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so honored to have you here. Now, if you'd like to keep going and you want to know more about our mentorship, training programs, and done-for-you services, come on and visit me over at soulrichwoman.com. S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com. And if you happen to get this episode from a friend or a family member, be sure to subscribe to our email list over there because once you've subscribed, you'll become one of my Soul Rich Women family. Remember, life has no rewind button. Why continue to be ordinary when you have a choice to be fabulous? Sending you some inspiration and I'll speak to you soon.